This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. But your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salicata back on The Fan. Been a fun show. A lot of baseball, BT. Tis the season as we get set for spring training to begin soon. Pitchers and catchers, of course, reporting. The focus to start the show was Pete Alonzo and the fact that you know the Mets are doing the right thing here. And I think Alonzo's doing the right thing. And also it will end with the Mets uh, signing Alonzo long term. And you know, I, I really believe he's going to be a lifelong Met. Now, it's different from what I would do. And we've talked about what we would do. But in this particular case, I'm just talking about I believe what they're going to do. And I think the Mets are going to let this thing play out like I felt all along. Stearns again alluded to that yesterday. And I think when all said and done, Pete is in fact going to be a Met. I know you feel differently thinking that this may be the beginning of the end for Pete in a Mets uniform. So we got that on the on the table here. And also talking about the Yankees and Carlos Rodon, how... You know, going into the offseason, I thought it was going to be a much bigger offseason. It was a good offseason, not a great offseason, uh, to the point where they're now reliant on Carlos Rodon to be a key factor as him having to have a big year, a big bounce back year, which I don't think he will. Therefore, I don't think the Yankees are going to be as good as they had hoped this season. That's where we are. Let's get back to you guys. 877-337-6666. Bayside, Queens, Landon's on uh, on the show with BT Sal. What up, Landon? How are you? Hey guys, how's it going? What's going um, on, Eddie? Uh, just two things very quickly. First, uh, with almost a hundred million dollars coming off the books in 2025, it I can't think of a reason why you wouldn't keep probably what's going to be the best position player in the Mets history. So I totally agree with um, Sal there, and I think uh, I don't know how you can justify doing anything else but keeping Pete. So. Um, and secondly, I don't know. Can, the only thing I can be critical, honestly, very critical of the Mets this year is I don't. Maybe you guys can explain it to me. How can you actually raise ticket prices going into this year over what they were going into last year? I don't have an answer for that. I honestly don't know. I don't have Mets season tickets, so I don't. You know, I don't. Evan's probably a little bit better on that because he he actually has them. What I would say is forget about the Mets. For any team to be, you know, fairly obtuse about what's happening in the world with the economy is just really unfair. Uh, because when, you know, there's a time to jack things up. I get it. Supply and demand. Does anybody think anybody's knocking down gates to watch the Mets play at City Field this year? If it was well, young, here's the thing. Yeah. Well, the, people have the choice not to go. No, no. And un- understood. If they... No, no, but if they didn't, if the Mets didn't think that they would be able to sell them at whatever prices they raised them up to, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have them at that price. When did they Obviously, do this? Did, did they do it before it was found out that Yamamoto was not coming here? 
I, I don't, don't know the I'm answer assuming, to that. I'm assuming the offseason had no impact on their plans, that they were just going to raise the prices with inflation or whatever they felt was the right way to do it. Yep. And, I mean, I'm assuming that a lot went into that thought. I don't know. It's not my area of expertise, to your point, BT. Not yep. only am I not a season ticket holder, I also don't understand the business of it. But I'm assuming, if you use common sense, they're not going to raise the price to a point where people wouldn't pay to go. You could be upset, but Met fans are going to go see their team. I mean, that's just how it is. So yeah, there's, yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. you think... What? Everybody's raising ticket prices everywhere. I mean, it doesn't mean... The the Mets um, had a team that went out there last year with the highest of expectations, spent a ton of money, and everybody would say, oh, okay, it's justified to spend to, to raise ticket prices, yet the team was a total flop. I guarantee you the team will be a better product this year. So you're probably going to get more money's worth this year than you did last year, even though the offseason was better. Well, I mean, but that's also... And it's an opinion. I respect it. I don't, I don't share the enthusiasm, but I... It, you don't hang necessarily your hat on projections unless you do something radical to the roster that would inspire people to buy into those better expectations. Meaning, well, do we know that they're radical though? I mean, I don't well, even know what they are. Well, no, I don't. I know that's fair. I don't know. And listen, I'm not an economist, obviously, but I do know enough to um, to, to understand that when I put down a hundred bucks to go grocery shopping now, I bring home basically three bags of stuff. Uh, or things. When I put down a hundred bucks for for pretty much the last decade before that, uh, I'd come home with five bags of stuff. So everybody's hurting. Gas still stinks. The grocery store. You go out to dinner. Uh, it could be. A, I told the story to say I'm a big diner guy. I went to the diner. This was probably about. Well, I mean, I go often, but this was mm-hmm. too not, not as often as I used to because it's too expensive. But I always love diners, and I try to support local diners. It's a good experience for me and the kids and my wife. I did it with my dad. It means something to me. Whatever. But we go about a couple of months ago after a game on a Sunday, and dude, we're obviously not drinking. It's not like we're at an Italian restaurant and Jen and I have a glass of wine. We're at a diner. We had a sprite, a water, whatever the kids had. Kids, me, it's eighty nine dollars, ninety dollars. Without tip, I mean, you're over 100 bucks at the diner, and it wasn't even good. So I I do think that you need to be aware of the economy. And if you are a team that is trotting out a star power lineup, you know what you can do with your middle finger? You can say, hey, take this economy. Doesn't matter. Right. But when you've done nothing to enhance the roster, you can't be doing that. Yeah, I, I'm not going to knock the Mets because, again, I don't know I the economy and all that. I don't like that. But, yeah. Yeah, but but who cares? I, I do, mean, fans are gonna, and I think fans here's do. The thing. No, here's the thing. The Mets fan is either going to pay the price or they're not, and then the Mets will have to adjust. Like, obviously, if, you, if you're looking to sell something, and I know me, you know, I told you I'm a collector or whatever. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking to sell something, I say, well, this is worth this much. Whether I paid that much for it or not, it doesn't matter. I'm going to put it at 200 bucks. Somebody's either going to pay for it or they're not. If they don't, guess what I have to do? I have to lower it. You got to adjust. That's how it works. Yeah. Or no. if I, I mean, you start high and then you lower it. And the Mets felt that the, that the market is right for them to raise the ticket prices. That's on them. It may be a flop. Who knows? I don't know what's going to happen as far as, you know, people going to City Field where the attendance will be in comparison to last season or not, but I mean, it's not like, oh, Steve Cohen trying to screw the Met fan. There was a reason why the ticket prices were raised. Uh, number one, they probably need them to be raised so they could try to at least not lose as much money as they've been losing. Number two, he believes he could get it. Well, I understood, you know, but what I'm saying is it's putting the Met, span, the Met fan in a bad spot. Listen, I don't begrudge Cohen for, although I guess on some level I do, but I under, like from a business perspective, I get it. 
from a fan perspective and speaking up for you, the last caller, and I'm sure many others who are struggling right now, it's just the wrong thing to do to make the Met fan or the Yank or any fan to do that right now and to, to make a decision where whatever you know uh, disposable income families have remaining. I don't know. Coming off a seven. Dude, you, you think Nick game should be, or Nick's a Ranger game should be 200 bucks a piece basically to get in? And I'm not even no, talking about no, this. No, I don't. This has I, been I, for the last I don't, 20 I, years. I, no, I swear. I, I'm with you. I don't. But the difference is supply and demand is more favorable for the Knicks and the Rangers with 20,000 seats versus 50,000 seats. Like, this is going to be, it, it is what it is. That That's basically right. that, that, economic, like economics. So I think there's a time to strike. I understand that. You don't strike when you do nothing during the offseason and you won 76 games. That's not All what right, you and strike. Then, and then guess what? what? They're, then they're going to pay for it. Then it's going to be a bad business decision. If, in fact, fewer people go to the ballpark because they say, you know what? I'm not going to this. You put out Luis Severino as opposed to Max Scherzer. Yeah. Or you get Sean Manaya as opposed but to But you don't you think know, that Justin that's going to happen? Now, I don't mean opening day, Sal. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, my God. If the Mets are 11-19, and 19, dude, there's going to be 13,000 people there in the now, front of Tuesday now maybe, night. Yeah, no but maybe they... They, they, they. I'm assuming they got hit with fewer season ticket packages, yeah. and that was going to happen regardless. So, how do you make up for fewer season ticket packages? Maybe you jack the price of individual games. People are still going to go to individual. Games. I don't know. I'm just using common sense here. And whether we scream about it, whether callers yell and scream about it, it is what it is. You either pay it or you don't. I mean, you either want to go to the game or you don't. That's up to you. You have the right. I'm not going to knock them for making the. T- I don't want to pay. You know, whatever it is. The, the the price of shit, razor blades. I don't want to pay fifty bucks for a cartridge of razor blades, but I got to. I don't want to pay the four dollars it is. I don't even look at the gas price anymore. I don't want to pay whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It is the train commute. You think I want to pay for that commute? You know, it used to be twenty bucks, whatever, one way or or round trip. Now it's ridiculous. It's double that. You think I want to pay that? No, but I have to. Yeah, what but hold on, so you're missing one very important thing. You have to gas up up your car because you're on TV. You've got you've got to shave. And because you commute, you've got to go on the LIRR. You don't have to go to Met games. That's well, the disposable then, income that I'm talking about. That's the difference. So you think the Mets are making a mistake? I think they're putting their fan. And I don't even. I wouldn't have even brought this up. I swear to God, I don't get All into right. these weeds because I, I largely agree with you. You either want to go or you don't, and that will bear itself out. If the Mets are good, people will go. If they're not, they won't. What I'm saying is, I think that, that tactfully. There's a time and a place to ask for more money. And after last right. season, this is not it. But but Understood. that's it. I understand. You know what I mean? I, I wouldn't even brought it up. I'm just reacting to the call. Right. You know. Right. 877-337-6666. Uh, John on Staten Island. B-Teen Sound on the fan. What's going on, John? Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Uh, nice to talk to you. Hope you guys get home safe. Obviously, the weather is better. I do have a question that pretty much encompasses everything you've been talking about today. But before I go into that, I want to thank you. You guys are really like the fan because I called with some dumb question about casual sex for the Dice Man. Because <laughs> I'm an actor and I love that movie. Uh-huh. And you guys made the mistake of asking about it and you took the whole segment. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you very much. You got it, now, buddy. Dice. I, want to talk about I thought he gave a good answer. I thought Dice gave this a good answer. Been going on between the Alonzo and it's. I don't want to make it about Mets Yankees, but it really kind of is on this show because you guys have differing opinions. You guys have talked about the core a lot, and my question is mostly to BT, a little bit to Sal. Okay, but like. You guys talk about the core, and everyone thinks of the core as the core four, because the Yankees, obviously. Okay. But 
there's really no core four on any team anymore. You can't put Garrett Cole as a core four member because he's a pitcher, and you can't put Soto in as Wait, a but, Yeah, but no, hold on, John. Just, John, let's, let's not. Uh, John, John, um, John, uh, John hold on, John. And then on the yeah, hold on, John. Yeah, but, they're a mess no, without John. a doubt. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I you think can hear it. I think the problem with baseball right. is that baseball has become so click-like. Hey, John. Where the John. Hispanic John. players hey, he are can't hear so us. much yeah, he can't more. Hear us. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I got it. John, John, I hate to do it. You, just, you <laughs> couldn't hear us, man. Here's the difference. I mean, you got something wrong. Like, Andy Pettit was always referred to as part of the core. Obviously, Mariano was always part of the core. It's not necessarily a Yankee Met thing here. Um, I don't like the Mets core. Sal, quite frankly, is the first one who brought it up. I didn't really look at it. In, in that context, when he brought it to the table a while ago, it made sense. And and I agreed, like, conceptually, I just didn't frame it as the core. No, I don't like the Mets core. I don't think it, this Mets core will ever win anything. This is not a nickname, core four, the big three. We're talking about the core of a team. Every team has some kind of core. Who are the core pieces on the team? The reason why I don't like the Mets core is because I've seen them succeed, and then I saw them get punched in the face in Atlanta two years ago during their their height. All they had to do was win one game. They got punched in the face, kicked in the teeth, never got off the mat. Not only in that series in Atlanta, the following series against the Padres in the postseason, and then the following season in its entirety. I don't believe that this core group has what it takes to win. And who who do you think is the core on this team? Lindor, yep. Alonzo, Nimmo, McNeil. Those are the core pieces. You want to throw Marte in there? I mean, now you're getting a little crazy. Mm. Whatever. I think they need to ultimately change that up. By the way, they will. It's already starting. Alvarez coming up, and then the young guys that we could look forward to in, in the you know next couple of seasons. You know, Marte is gonna his deal will expire eventually. He'll be out of here. Maybe they do something with McNeil. I would. I me personally. The first thing I would have done this offseason would have been to trade Jeff McNeil. That's one piece that's gone. Then I would have really looked hard uh, about the Alonzo stuff and tried to figure out what exactly is going on there. Why is Nimmo not the leader of the team? Why is Lindor not the leader of the team? You know, can I make it work with Pete in that core and bring in other pieces? That, But those are things that I would have done. They're not doing that, and I think as long as they keep this core group together, they're not going to win big. All right, we're going to get back to these calls here. It's BT and Sal on the fan. Brandon, Tierney, Sal, the Cotter Show. Got you till 2. Evan and Tiki after that. The bearded one and Tiki. Boy, what, <laughs> I mean, what a contrast. You see them on t- This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. He looks like a model. You know, and Evan looks like he's just roaming around the wilderness after an acid trip that went awry. But anyway, they're coming up at two. Uh, Mirage as well. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. Today's Call of the Day is brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. Keyport Brian with BT and Sal. What's happening, buddy? I don't understand why the Mets... Are they're, they're starting to be like the Yankees, where they just let these homegrown superstars just walk out the door. He was about to throw away $300 million on Carlos Correa. That would have been the worst signing that this town has seen in a long time. If you think that Peter Lanz is going to be a mistake, make that $300 million mistake with the guy who's been in the Nobody, Nobody is saying they're going to let Alonso go. Where are you getting your information from? Uh, what do you mean they're not? Everybody on the fan is talking like he's out the door. They're you wrong, think, and it's not everybody on the fan. If you listen to the show, Sal, wait I just, I've been telling you for an hour and a half, Alonzo's not going yeah, anywhere. Today, today, and I was listening two days ago when you were basically saying he's not he's not going to be here because you think... No, Sal's no, gonna... that's not what I said. I said I would trade him. They are going well, to keep terrible. him. Why would you trade him? That's my opinion. I just told you. Yep. You, you. Can you understand there's two different things here? There are what two is, different things at play. Who in the world would trade Peter Lonson's guy? I just t- – the, the Mets – by the way, the Mets tried to trade – you're right. Who in yeah, the that, world would trade – Yes, and that's right. why I had no who, confidence who in Who in the world? Office. Who would ever trade Peter Alonzo? Because the Mets could never win if they don't have Peter Alonzo. Because yeah, they've yeah. done a lot of winning yeah. with him. So, so why, why don't you go and, and sign J.D. Martinez like you signed uh, Max Scherzer? You know, why, why what you are you Gary talking Asher? about? Yeah, Brian, what are you doing? You're not making any sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a fun one. I was that, actually listening to that one. I was like, wow, this is entertaining. That was a good one. And the funniest part is that the caller actually called to battle me. And right. Sal was just kind of on the outside of the ropes. And then... I don't even know if I reached out to tag Sal. <laughs> they Sal no, I just illegally, scaled the rope and jumped in. I illegally jumped in. Well, because I just wanted them to make some sense there. Like, you're allowed to have your opinion and say that you would keep Pete, you wouldn't keep Pete. The idea of trading Pete is asinine, all yep. that stuff. Yep. Uh, I, I just am trying to, like, make sense of what he was talking about. And the reality is, whether we think Pete is going to be back or not, just listen to what the Mets have said here. Not once have they said anything other that would indicate. Now, now you think BT Stearns maybe throwing up some smoke screens. I'm taking it at face value. Not once have they said anything other than we love Pete. We know how important Pete is to this fan base, yep. to this franchise. We want to have him go out there and have a big year. We hope that he has a big year. Like uh, to me, that's all signs toward we're going to bring him back. It's just a matter of coming to an agreement after the season. I think that David Stearns is is expertly using a few things that are out there to his advantage. Number one, when <clears throat> excuse me, when you float this stuff with Scott Boris, it automatically gives you not so much equity with the fan base, but an understanding. Like, okay, even if we were incredibly proactive, it doesn't matter because this guy's mission in life is to make sure every client just about you know, gets to free agency. So 
the Mets can kind of put their hands up and say, and 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 they're playing this and it's smart. Hey, you know, Boris is this guy, and uh, we basically know how he does business. And if you follow baseball, you know what that means. Number one, number two. I also think, and I don't know that they want this to happen, but it creates an out if it does happen. Well, I know they don't want. It. I well, let me. I know that they want to win clearly this year. They hope that they overachieve. I don't think that they will, but of course they want to. But I don't think in their mind it's the worst thing if they win and they're competitive, um, but eventually fizzle out, you know, and 500-ish, right? Then they can almost further justify to their fans and say, I mean, come on, another year, and we didn't win with Pete. We won 75 games the year before. We won 77 games back in 2021. We were on a pace to nowhere with a 26-34 and 34 record back during COVID. Like, there's a thread of 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 a lack of winning with Pete being in the middle of the lineup. It's not Pete's fault. I'm not saying that. But if the Mets lose again this year, okay, and I think they will, and he goes to free agency with Boris, which he absolutely will, now I think the Mets fans who are pissed off right now, I think they might convert. And they're going to change their tune. That I'm not so sure about. I think Mets fans are right or wrong. They are just blindly in love with Pete Alonso being here forever. And I understand why. Like I said, prior to his name being brought up publicly, it would never cross my mind. Then when I first saw his name being brought up publicly in trade talks, I'm like, what the hell? Like, what? this makes no sense. I've since opened my mind to it and, you know, heard a bunch of different things. We went over them. I'm not going to get into it. But at least I was more open to the idea of understanding why they would do it. Not saying it's right or wrong. I know what I would do, but I firmly believe the Mets are going to bring Pete back. All right, let's get back to uh, the call. Rich in Pennsylvania. What's going on, Rich? Hey, listen, I just have an opinion, so guys, don't shout me out, okay? <laughs> That's all it's about. Go ahead. <laughs> I hear you. Before Rich. I get to the Mets, uh, you know, it's February. What teams on paper are going to win the World Series? Let's, let's just give the Dodgers the World Series not even play the season. It doesn't on work paper. that way. You know. I know. Yep. All right. But let's also yep. say that who thought the Arizona Diamondbacks in a division with the Diamondback, with the Dodgers, Giants, and the Padres were going to get to the World Series. It's true. That's another point. Nobody. Now, now, now Rich, hold on, Rich. Before, Rich, one sec. It is a little different in the sense. Now, you're right. Literally, the difference is going into the season, baseball people knew that the that the Diamondbacks had prospects who were ready to explode. Nobody really thinks that about the Mets who are going to start the season on the opening day roster. That's a big difference. Okay, granted. I'll give you a positive twist on the Mets because I'm a Mets fan since the Seaver days. Okay. There's a lot of of inside motivation here, I think. First of all, you got Pete working on a big money year. Marte wants to prove he can play like he didn't, and he's a heck of a player when he's healthy. Uh, you have the kids that want to prove that they can stay, Beatty, Vientos, Alvarez. You got Severino, you know, he's he could come back and be something special. And you got Lindor. Now I want to talk about Lindor. He's got MVP possibilities. Oh, stop and, with the MVP. He's never yeah. had sniffing MVP. Would you stop? He's not winning the MVP, Rich. <laughs> I come said on. possibilities. Come on. <laughs> All right, let me let me make my point about Lindor. And Go you're for not gonna it. like this season. Go for it. He should be the he should be the New York Mets captain. Now, hear me out. He was in. He was in spring training two weeks before he was supposed to be helping Vientos mm-hmm. by his own volition. He also, when you watch the games, who's the guy that comes to the mound and pumps up the pitchers? It's Lindor. Lindor is a teammate guy. Yep. Well, Nimmo, Nimmo's guy. not going to run in from left field to pump up the pitcher. I mean, well, center that's field. true. That's true. But Nimmo's not a vocal guy. Lindor is. 
I think you got to give that to Lindor. Uh, I, I will. Yeah, I will agree, know. and th- I will agree, and thank you for thank the you, call. Rich. I will agree that there are two potential captains on this team. I felt this way last year. I feel it even more now. I think one has separated himself. It's Nimmo and Lindor. If you go back to the pre All Star break conversation last year that Nimmo was having about Lindor, Lindor was having about Nimmo. I saw two leaders there, and I do think Nimmo, uh, excuse me, Lindor is the better player of the two, and it's unquestioned. He is the more established player, and, and certainly the more upside. Like, Lindor could win an MVP if everything goes right. Nimmo is not just an MVP player. Um, but Lindor, for whatever reason, BT, has not taken the reins of that clubhouse. He has not stepped into that leadership role, and I think Nimmo is closer to doing so than Lindor. But it's between those two guys. It is not Pete Alonso. Listen. I wasn't even going to get into the Lindor stuff, but and let's just establish one thing because I, I, we don't need to waste time. Lindor is obviously a very good player. Please hear me. He's not the player that you thought you were getting from the Guardians. He's not. And the numbers bear that out. I mean, his averages dropped 30 points from what he did in Cleveland to what he's done with the Mets. His OPS has dropped 55 points from Cleveland versus now. And the problem, and, you know, when you don't have a lot of offense around the around him and they don't, at least the bottom third of the lineup's been an albatross for years with the Mets here. The When he starts and he's, you know, 203 in April, or he has a May that bleeds into June, a five-week run where he's hitting 196, like, you can't recover from that as a team. And my, one of my biggest gripes with Lindor, first was his attitude, but he fixed that right away with, with the um, – with the Javi Baez stuff. And I think he's a great guy. And I do think he projects more of a leadership stuff. At least stuff that the guys will resonate, that will resonate with the team more so than Nimmo. I look at Brandon, and listen, I look at Brandon Nimmo, who I also respect. To me, Brandon Nimmo just feels like a fake hustle guy. He just does. I mean, what is this, dude? What are you, seven? Sprinting out of first base? Give me a You're not Pete Rose. What are you doing? Fake, I mean, today, Whoa, that's his game. What do you mean, fake hustle? Oh, the guy's stop. a hustler. I, I, he does hustle. Then steal some bases, hustle. Oh, my God. And not to bring a Matt Yankee thing. If a Yankee did that, you'd be like, oh, he's the greatest center fielder in the game. You'd, I know. Brandon Nimmo's no Trent Grisham. I mean, come on, BT. No, 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 you get on for You're going to get on for hustle in the first base. That's his thing. Like, do I love it? Would I do it? No. Okay. But I don't think it's fake. Well, let me. What does it actually. Let's investigate that for a moment. What does it actually do? Beside create the visual that you're playing hard, which he does. I'm not trying to be unfair, but in that moment, creating an a, a, an unrealistic, you know, max effort situation where if you got on a Lear jet and actually were able to zoom from home to first, it still wouldn't mm-hmm. impact the play. You're walking. What, no, what but, are we but- doing? Here's what it shows me, that he's into the at-bat, that he's into the game. He works in a bat. Oh, no, it's true. He works in a bat, ball four, throw throw the bat, and run down to first base. Again, I don't care if he walks there or not, but it shows that he's into the game. And that's not even – to me, it's so insignificant. Would I do it? No, but that's his thing, and he wants to do it. That makes him him different. It's everything else. It's everything else that he does. The guy gives a good at-bat. He's had more power. He squares it up. He plays his ass off. He's learned to become a better defensive player. I never – I always thought Brandon Nimmo would be a fourth outfielder. He turned himself into an everyday major leaguer in center field. And now he's, he's out of center suited. field because he's not good. Well, he, no, he's best suited for left field. Because not he's because not good, good in center. Because his, his he's, arm he's, rate... a cor- he's a corner outfielder. Okay, okay, I got you. We agree on that. Listen, I wouldn't have even brought up the fake hustle stuff. Only reason I bring it up is because I actually I disagree. I think that Lindor is the player... That everybody goes to. Now, maybe not everybody, but that is the guy. When I look in the dugout and I watch the Mets every night, who do I see communicating with the young hitters about the previous at bat? 
and ain't Pete, that's for sure. Ain't Nimmo. It's it's your shortstop. And and I respect that. And it took him a little while to feel himself to understand what's required maybe to, to play every day in New York. But me saying that he's fallen a little short of the superstar that I thought you were getting, he he's a borderline star. He he's certainly an all-star at shortstop. He's not a superstar. That's just my opinion. Versus a guy who is a good player and a scrapper, but I don't think anybody really, really relates to. I don't think guys on the team look at Brandon Nimmo sprinting down to first base. They're like, man, I got to replicate that guy. I think the younger players look at Lindor and they say, I want to be that guy. That's the difference. Lindor Lindor should be the leader. For whatever reason, maybe it's New York. Maybe it's the the slow start that he got off to or the rough start that he got off to, not just on the field, but also with the fan base. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a part of it. I'm not sure what's holding him back, but I've seen more leadership uh, look, I love Lindor. I loved him as I think he's been underrated the last couple of years, criminally underrated to the point where you know Beltron, the same thing. Lindor should have been an All Star two times. He's arguably the best shortstop in baseball. Oh, you Beltron, say Sal Beltron was so much better as a Met than Lindor. It's not even close. Well, Beltron's underrated, and that, that's Beltron's the point. a Met Hall of Famer. Lindor's I barely an All Star. No, now you, first of all, that's not what my point was. Oh, okay. You understand? You understand? Beltron had a rough first year as a man. He had right? sixteen home runs. Remember it well. I yeah, was on SNY, right. of course. And, okay, okay. So Lindor also did. You also understand that the Met fan never warmed up to Beltron for whatever reason and underappreciated him. Well, that's right? their fault. That ain't my problem. Okay. That, that's no, not, but that's but not understanding you, who a superstar but, is when he's when he's on your TV screen every single night. The, that's the parallel here between the two. I'm not saying Lindor is the player of Carlos Beltran. I'm saying he's criminally underrated and underappreciated by Met fans the same way Carlos Beltran But can I push back Lindor. a little bit? I, I, I hear you. I, I hear what you're saying. But I don't know if you could be criminally underrated when you're not a superstar. Beltran was a superstar, so I understand the notion that he was criminally underrated. I agree with you. When, when he had 16 home runs that first year, we thought, wow. I, wow. And then, he be, and then he was a Hall of Famer as a man. Lindor is not a superstar. I don't think – and he's a star. You know, he's a star. But if He's not the best super, shortstop in baseball. No, he's I not. Mean, you argue oh, the, stop. He, Trey, stop. He's not the best shortstop in baseball. He is. He's, he's top three, minimum. Well, that's minimum. different. He's not the best. He's top three, top oh, four. Oh, oh, top three. Well, it's subjective. I think he's the best. Okay. Who's, who do you think's better? Well, I think Corey Seager's better, first of all. And I think Trey Turner's better. Yeah. Oh, well, I think you're wrong. I happen to think Lindor <laughs> I think you're is. wrong. I, mean, I think no, you're but, wrong. I, no, no, okay, but, but, but no. the point is it's, yeah. it's subjective. Okay, so we're nitpicking. So at worst case, you say Lindor's a top three shortstop in the sport, right? All I'm saying is I don't think you can criminally underrate somebody who's not a superstar. Like, I think the affection that Lindor gets is commensurate with the player that he is. That's all I'm saying. Don't I'm saying yeah, I, I mean, I just don't understand why you pick it apart Francisco Lindor, a guy who plays every single well, day. Well, because if I he mean, hits 203 in April and May and the Mets don't have a lot around them, you're done. Your season's over. That's yeah, what happens every year at, with them. Yeah, 31 and 98 okay, last year. 26 Fantastic. and 107 before that. I understand oh, what did, that. What did Corey Seager do? I, you want to look I don't at Corey stats in fr- I don't have his stats uh, in front of me. I'll, I'll, I know what he did in the you. World Series a couple yeah, of years 30, ago. He did he did 33 and 88 and 33 and 96. Okay, but now obviously his yeah. batting average is off the charts this year at 327. Exactly. He had a big year. Yeah, okay, but that's one year. It's one okay. year. It's career career 292 hitter. Okay, what's I mean, Lindor's uh, career average? It's not 292. Yeah, and by it's the way, not 282. Lindor's, Lindor's been in the league, let's see here. Uh, well, I, I, can you pull up one of the numbers? Because i got to go back and forth here. And what do you need me guys? to pull up? Uh, tell me what you need. Who do you want? Lindor, Lindor. Lindor career Lindor career 274, and yes. that, is off of, that is off of having a couple of down years. 
the last two years have not been bad for him. 270 and then 254. See, all I'm saying is this. Again, I like Lindor. I don't not, know what you're saying. I, I don't saying, know why you minimize. Here's, here's what I have a problem with, and this is the God's honest truth here. Go ahead. Every Yankee you build up I'm to like you're the greatest thing. I'm not talking about the Yankees. I, I know, but but I know that, but you have to understand where the Met fan would ha- have an issue here. Right. You talk about Trent Grisham like he's Willie effing May. He's the best defensive. And then you talk about Francisco Lindor. He's a great fielder. I, I understand that. Not once have you said Francisco Lindor is a great fielder. I think he's a very good. I think he's a very he's a good great fielder. fielder. He's a great defensive shortstop who plays every single day and plays well. I like. like I don't the, understand. Well, the, the Mets have a lot of problems. Lindor's not one of no, them. No, I'm not saying he's a problem, but he's not as much of the answer as people think. Sal, he's been here three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. He hit two thirty, two seventy, two fifty four. Right. That's not he's me hit, making numbers up. He's hit and with by the power. way, Sal, Sal. And by the way, two of the three years they've lost. And by the way, two of the three years, his OPS has been below 800. So you can right. create whatever superstar. I mean, he's good. He ain't I never a superstar. said superstar. I said he's a top shortstop in the sport. He <laughs> plays every day. He's a great defensive player. And he's a guy who's hitting 25, 30 or more, driving 100 runs. Can I ask I you mean, a question? If yeah. he's what do you want him to hit 50 and 100, 130? No, 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 I'm not saying that. But if he, And I know there's, it's a little wacky. I know, I know. It's not Ozzie Smith. And I'm not even sure Volpe should have won it. I get that. I'm not just trying to battle to battle, but I mean, if he's such an amazing shortstop, can he win a Gold Glove at the Mets? Oh, but that's the my, voters that's my... have it out for Francisco yeah, they Lindor. Do. They're not going to vote him the Gold Glove. Why not? Maybe because he's not the best. Maybe that's why. That's part of the argument that he's underrated and under. He no, should no, have been an All Star the last three years. Underrated. Yeah, BT. Yes, there's sir. no. There's no place in the world. That anybody would take Anthony Volpe defensively over Francisco Lindor. There's none. So I don't care who's voting for it. Rob Manfred, Aaron Boone, Ozzie Smith. I don't give a crap who's voting for it. If you watch baseball, there is no way you could tell me Anthony Volpe is a better defensive shortstop than Francisco Lindor. I, I'm, I'm not one, saying one, that. I'm okay, not, but, listen, but that, no, no, but I'm that not, should diminish what the gold glove is. No, but it's I'm, not garbage. Even, I'm not even bringing Volpe into it. But since you do, what I will say is a guy who no, has... No, you tw- talked about the gold glove with Volpe. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. No, no, about. I, I understand. But uh, So the, if Volpe is ever as good as Lindor... I'll, I'll I'll be stunned and I'll be pleasantly thrilled. I mean, there's no doubt. I'm, I'm not going to try to bury the lead here, but you know, I I, I do know that one guy's making seven hundred thousand dollars and one guy's mm-hmm. making thirty two. So I expect right. a lot more out of the guy who's making thirty two in Queens than the kid who you know basically just graduated at New Jersey High School, uh, Del Barton, five years ago and went twenty twenty as a rookie and won the Gold right. Glove. Right, but but the point was not about Volpe versus Lindor. There is no comparison with the two players, as you know. Or the, or the contract, as you know. The point was you brought up a gold glove to di- diminish Lindor when on his worst day, he's a better defensive shortstop than Anthony Volpe. Listen, I on like his the worst guy. Day. I'll even give you, because you're leading to that, I'll give you the last word here. I'm just saying, I like Lindor in Superstar. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, I, but I agree with that. That's oh, okay. Okay. Well, there we go. I mean, well, I, I, well, I agree what, with what that. What are I'm we just... doing the last seven minutes there? Uh, well, I mean, I think we're nitpicking in certain things here. Yeah, that's but, what we I do mean, with the I, Yankees. It's one thing falling in love with a house and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Mets, that's what makes it fun. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched the no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. BT and Sal back on The Fan having a fun time discussing... Major League Baseball today. I was just looking, BT, during the break here. Mm-hmm. I was checking the top 10 center fielders in Major League Baseball currently. This according to MLB.com. And I must have gotten the wrong list here because I am not seeing Trent Grisham uh, on, on that list. Either that or you listened to the wrong criteria because I never oh. said it was about hitting. It was about fielding, obviously. Come on, dude. Should we should what we get back doing? to the calls or should we continue yeah. this fight? Uh, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. I could go either way. Let's squeeze in a couple calls, though. But that was that was fun. Now, I'm not saying Grisham's going to hit like some of those other studs, but he can go get it. Uh, let's get back to you, Gaten, our buddy Gaten, who uh, who we hey. know pretty well from Boomer's Bike Tour and big fan of the station, obviously, South Jersey. How you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. How we doing? All What's right? up, Gaten? Hey, that's another reason, reason I called is I heard you guys chat a little bit about the uh, – season ticket issue with the Mets and stuff like that. Mm. I think I can put a little good spin, not a good spin, but just I I live it. I had season tickets for the last three years for the Mets, and I can afford it, and I enjoy going to many games as possible, but I gave mine up this year because part of me is, you know, you you, you say you're going to do everything to go try and win a title, and then you don't do it, and then you raise prices. So for me, more about principle. Now, I'm also a season ticket holder for the Rangers. They raise their tickets. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. They put a product on the field every single year that lets me think they're they're trying to win a title, a Stanley Cup. So I'm going to put that money out every year. You'll never hear me complain about it one bit. So yeah. I mean that's that, that's what it is. I mean I think Sal's right. I mean, I mean I think even even Evan's talking about it. Just show me you're trying, and I'll put the money out. <laughs> yeah. The worst the, the worst look the worst look possible was raising prices this year. I mean that that's the one thing they really. I mean, I understand the businessman, but I own businesses. Just, you know, sometimes you got to step back a little bit one year just to help mm-hmm. yourself look better in the next couple of years. I get it. And they definitely didn't do that. No, the, the the messaging is as important, really, Gaten, and thanks for the call there, buddy, as the timing. You know, and again, I, I know this would come up with Mike and Chris, you know, back in the day. I'm not averse to doing it. But generally, and, and, you know, not to speak for you, Sal, but we both subscribe to the same thing. We don't just volunteer this stuff unless somebody brings it up. Like, the tickets, you make what you make. You go to what games you want to go to. You support the teams you support to, uh, that you want to support. Unless there is an egregious, you know, sleight of hand or something that just is deceitful and just straight up wrong to you, the consumer, that will always stand up for you. We don't get into this. This came up because somebody called and, and brought it up. My only contention is, hey... I understand you got to make money. That's what it's, it's a business, but the optics and are horrendous, and the economy is in the tank. So that's all. But I get it. You've got the do we, right. Do we do we even know how much? Like I we don't, don't. We don't. Okay, so we don't know how much they raise the ticket prices uh, again, or what level. Like to me, the ticket prices have gone to an absurd level for years now, both at Yankee Stadium, at City Field, obviously at the Garden. It's it's ridiculous. So, I mean, you either want to go or you don't. I understand the, the, the headline, oh, 
Mets raise ticket prices in an offseason where they're not doing much. I would still say that I think the Mets are going to be better than they were last year. Matter of fact, I have a bigger issue with last year. They field that product that is supposed to do something. If I buy season tickets thinking that Scherzer and DeGrom, or excuse me, Scherzer and Verlander are going to take them out last season and go out there and make this team a playoff team, I'd be ticked off at last year's team, Mm -hmm. not about this offseason. That's what would bother me. The fact that that team underperformed so badly and I invested in it, that's what would bother me. Not not that they raised the ticket prices going into a year where there are lowered expectations because you know going in there aren't the raised expectations. There aren't the expectations of postseason, you know, most likely. Yeah. So then you, you buyer beware. You yeah. know what you're getting yourself into. And, and just to be consistent so people don't think I'm just piling all the Mets, dude, you don't think I get this from St. John's fans over the years? Like, how is St. John's charging me X amount for these tickets in an old antiquated arena that's hot? Uh, the parking's a problem like because the, the air-conditioned flow has always been an issue on, in, on campus. I'm not talking about the Garden. I'm talking about Cardiac Arena in Queens. I've gotten that forever. To the point, and I didn't know this because I didn't do the game, but I will be there this Sunday for the DePaul matchup at UBS. They played a couple games on, on your, in your neck of the woods, as you know. And St. John's fans would tell me that it's $50 to park out there against DePaul at UBS. DePaul! There were like 4,000 people there. Now, St. John's doesn't make up the parking you know, price. But from what I've heard, and I, I can't confirm this, but they were working on getting a, a, a better rate. Like, dude, 50 bucks is insane to watch St. John's play basically a, a high school team. The polls that bad. They're atrocious. So I understand it. it's all around the board. And they're trying to correct that for this weekend. I think they're trying to get it right, from but, 50 to 30. But, you know, don't go if you don't want to. Uh, well, well, that's that's like, come on. As we talked about it before, and I understand that that's a luxury thing. You don't need to go to a sporting event. However, if you love doing it, you figure out a way to make it work, or you don't. That's that's life. I don't like the prices of anything in life anymore. <laughs> that's true. Right? right? I mean, people are making less, and everything's going up. All right, right what are we going to do? I got to tell you one. Hey, look, can I tell you one bargain, though? I got to tell you a little bargain. I'm surprised. Now, I drink a lot of water, a ton. Mm-hmm. Do you know, um, I'm not going to give you the name. But a, a case of 35 waters, ten ninety nine. I picked up the other day. 35. Mm. And that's not like the little teeny tiny bottles. Like these are, what is this, 12 ounces, 16, whatever it is. I'm not my glass. Uh, 16 ounces. Yeah, 16 ounces. Thank you, Dope. 16.9, I think, to be exact. It's a regular water, you know, bottle of water. Like if you're at City or at, at Yankee Stadium, you buy this, it's probably three, four, five bucks. Even if it's on a vendor and it's not like a, a, a credentialed vendor from the stadium, but it's just some guy trying to get his hustle on, which I buy stuff from them sometimes. It's not going to be a buck. Ten ninety nine for 35 bottles of water. That's about it. There's no other value anymore in the world. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't want people to – look, you, you can either afford it or you can't. Uh-huh. But it's it's not going to be that significant of a difference where you're going to be priced out with the ticket. I'm sure they didn't raise it, you know, 30 bucks a ticket. If, if anything, you're probably talking, I would say, what, $5 a ticket? Under 10 A little 10 nominal ticket. And by the way, Woody's done, Woody Johnson has done this, and, and we've clapped at them when it comes up on the air. Mets aren't alone. Yeah. You, you have the option to decide what you want to do with your own money. That's true. For me, it's at a point where, like, it is what it is. If I want something, you know, I... I if you could afford it within reason, you get it. I mean, it is what it is. You can't, can't complain about I it. Gonna say, I thought you were going to say, if I want something, I take it. That's where it sounded no. like you were well, going. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I walk into the store take and steal it. something if I want. Well, no. you know. All right. That does it for us. BT, we'll see you again tomorrow. Oh, by the way, we're doing the uh, the wrestling tomorrow? If the outfit comes in and it's on a truck right now, we are going to be doink and we are going to be gold dust tomorrow. So stay, stay tuned for that tomorrow. Thanks to everybody who listened. Thanks to everybody who called. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks to Dove and Hoff as well. 
Evan and Tiki. They're coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.